How many publishers does it take to screw in a light bulb? How many? Three. One to screw it in and two to hold down the author. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Welcome to the Managing Editor Show. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Jess. Every Tuesday morning, we jump into your earbuds to talk the down and dirty on all things writing, editing, and content. From the perspectives of the guardians of the publishing galaxy, the folks who approve your submissions and make your words not suck. We, well, I especially, I think is a a fair claim, Jess, uh, realize that occasionally our shows can go down a bit of a ranty road, if you want to call it that. (laughs) I do contest that if you had to look at my inbox on a weekly basis, you would probably be joining in my Pitchfork Mafia, dear listeners. Still, Jess and I aren't all doom and gloom. We do like to be positive in our management and editing. So we'd like to take the first of many chances this week to highlight some great pitches we've gotten recently to give you an idea of what actually works. Yes, I'm excited that we're doing this because I agree. I I find this in myself in general a lot, and it's a habit that I am trying to break of not always being negative. I mean, it's fun to rant, though. I think that's the biggest (laughs) thing for us. It's not like we're like depressive people. It's just that we like to to talk shit sometimes. And and the reality, you know, like you said, is, is we do get a lot of bad 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 yes so it's so when the things are good they really actually do stand out so I got this example recently it's from a gal named Gigi I think that's how you say her name it says hey there Jess my name is Gigi and I stumbled across your Twitter profile from convince and convert and I've even checked out your don't panic management company very cool saying this in a very animated voice because that's what I'm imagining she sounds like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still very envious of your book club. Just finished reading The Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday and I'm dying to chat with someone about it. I'm currently writing a piece about marketing research. I believe your insight would be appreciated and well received. Would it be okay for me to send you two to three questions regarding this? Stay cool. GG. P.S. And then what she did here is she actually took the format of some of my bios that I have on the Don't Panic website and she put her own answers in. So like current location, go-to karaoke song, favorite kind of cheese, and beverage of choice, which was so awesome. And it was more awesome because her current location is Shanghai, China. So (laughs) her answers were slightly different than what you get from someone who's from like Indiana or California. So that was really cool. Um, I felt like she she looked at, I mean, it's clear from this email that she looked at everything. She looked at my Twitter profile. She looked at my Instagram where I post the, the stuff that I read in my book club. And she was polite. She asked whether it would be okay to, to pitch something to me before she pitched. Now, I will say, I don't know what you think about this, Alyssa. Sometimes I get annoyed when people do that. But in this case, because it seemed like she was truly trying to start a relationship, totally fine, totally acceptable, and really just polite and respectful of my time. And it was enjoyable for me to read. So go Gigi. I'm with you. I I do sometimes get annoyed with the like, would it be okay for me to do XYZ? Uh, When it's in the context, especially of something that's either like a very manipulative email or a very Mm. canned email. Um, Because 
don't know, I feel kind of frauded at that point in time. Right. I feel like you're, you know, asking me and you don't really care about the answer. It's like when totally. people ask the person at the supermarket, like, how's your day going? You know, they're they're working in a supermarket checking out groceries. I'm guessing, <laughs> you know, it's not their favorite pastime. Maybe it is. But a lot of people ask that question because they want you to ask them how their day is, right? Like, like they don't actually care about the answer. They just want to talk about themselves. Or they just don't know, like, what to say. So they're trying to fill the awkward right. silence by being like, no, I really care about you. And let's be real. No, you don't. And like, <laughs> I'm aware of that fact. So let's all just be honest and get to the point. But as you said, so in this true. one, because she was making such an effort to make it personable, I got the impression that she was actually asking, you know, if you would mind her imposing on your time like that. I, I mean, she probably doesn't want to waste her time either. Yeah. You know, if she asked me for something and if I wasn't going to respond or engage with her, well, she can just take me off. You know, she's trying to create something. She's asking for my contribution. It's going to be a waste of time for both of us if neither one wants to form a relationship. So, yeah, I really felt like she not only got super personal, <laughs> almost to the point of creepy, but not quite. And then she bridged it well. Yes. And then she asked permission before she she sent me something. So a plus. Yeah, no, I loved this one. And especially, uh, as you said, that PS section that uh, referenced the exact things that's on your website. That's just like above and beyond. And it's one of those things I get that a lot of people out there are listening right now are like, I'm, you know, just starting out or I'm trying to launch a business or a book or a product or something else. And they're like, I don't have time to research at that level for every single pitch I send, which I get to a point. But I mean, this was just a no brainer for you. And for me, like I would have virtually slapped you if you didn't respond <laughs> because it was just so like yeah this is a great pitch a great ask for information a great way to start building that relationship you know th this is just this is the way to do it this is definitely one of those like extremes of the spectrum but, it but that's was, why we're sharing it right exactly if you go like half to 75% of this effort, you're still probably miles ahead of many other pitches in an editor's inbox. Totally. So you have an example as well. Let's hear yours. Yeah. So I'm um I'm going to read mine um kind of quickly because there's a lot of information in it. Um to kind of set it up a little bit. This was actually from someone who knew the owner of one of the websites that we manage. And uh, he had been having an email conversation with the site owner, um, the business owner, asking about guest posting. And site owner did as he always does in the very kind way. Please speak to Alyssa. She's our managing editor. She'll, you know, approve or deny your submission and then let you know where to go from here. So he sent me an email that was basically, hey, I want to write an article on this. And it was just a sentence. And so I kind of had to write back and be like, yeah, especially since he's getting referred from a, a site owner, like I'm assuming the site owner kind of wants him on the site. So, <laughs> so mm -hmm. as we talked about before, you know, the more information you give, the easier it makes for me to say yes. I kind of wrote back and said, could you like give me give me a little bit more? Like what what's the article about? What's your angle? Uh, if you, you give me this information, I can tell you whether it sounds like a good direction to go before you write out the entire article. 
Uh, and so he sent me this email, which was, it's a programmer site. So it makes complete and utter sense that this is the email I got because it is so organized and thoughtful and streamlined. Uh, he writes his name as the author. It's Amir Rajan. Blog post title, Surviving the App Store. And then sends a high-level abstract, which is basically an entire paragraph in which he kind of, in 150, 200 words, explains to me what he wants people to read and take away from the post. Then goes into the next section and basically bullet points for me the different sections of the blog post. So he's going to talk about, you know, how much money he's made and how much you can expect to make as a first-time app developer quick ways to gauge market interest in your app, make quick revenue productions, high-level tips on working on and releasing it. Lots of kind of not, hey, do these six things and you can get on the app store, yay. It's very mm -hmm. obvious he's going to dig deep and, and give my readers something that they're not going to be able to get from an eHow article. What I loved about this, even just hearing hear you talk about it that way, was that it almost reminded me of like when you submit to speak at a conference and they want that. They want the abstract and they want the takeaways. I was like, man, I should update my guest post guidelines to have it be something like this because the abstract in itself, because it's, you know, 100 to 200 words, that shows you whether or not they can write in a very small sense, mm -hmm. and which is nice <laughs> because then you don't have to read, you know, an 800 to 1,000 or 1,500 word post to determine that. And then the takeaways or the sections of the post help you see whether it's going to be unique. So in a very simple formula here that he created in this email for you, you've got that and you can easily tell whether it's going to be worth your time. So I love this. I mean, this is, I, I'm really like, I want to do this for every <laughs> post instead of having people send me full drafts or, or in advance of sending full drafts, because then I think it would be a lot faster to be able to weed in and out of what's going to be worthwhile. I'm gearing up to start pitching um, a number of articles that I've written um, in the next two quarters. And very similar to you, like this is this is kind of now bookmarked in my brain as a great way of pitching a site that you haven't written the full article for yet to make mm -hmm. sure it's going to be worth, as you said, your time and the editor's time. You know, if I have an article that's already written, I'm more than happy to, to send that along. But if I'm trying to get onto a site specifically and pitching them an idea, having been someone who accepts those pitches, I kind of like this format as well of like, here's everything I'm thinking. Here's that high level abstract that you're going to get. Does this sound like something you'd be interested in? Because if it's not, but I still think it's a good idea, I can then take that to the next site that would be in a, a good fit in that space and find someone who actually wants that article and write the article for their site mm. uh, instead of taking like my article and trying to make it fit other places. Awesome. Yes. I love that too. You're right. It, it helps save time on both ends and who doesn't want that? Exactly. Thanks so much for sharing that, Alyssa. I love this. I love that every time we have a conversation, I get new ideas and I need you for that. So I am excited about a project management tool this week that I've been using on my team for 
Uh, I guess a little under a year now. We did this big exercise last year. Last year was a big building year for my company where we sort of audited all of our processes and tools. And we've been trying to figure out what the best way to, you know, get shit done because that's what we do for a living. So (laughs) we figured we wanted to start with some of our internal stuff if we were going to really level up the services that we were going to provide to clients. And one of the things we did was we really looked at almost, I think almost every project management tool there was out there, at least the ones that are, you know, made for small to mid-sized businesses. And we determined that a newer tool called SamePage was the best fit for us. So SamePage is, as it sounds, a really nice way to be able to look at a project and all of its elements on one page, which is huge for me. I felt like some of these other tools are either too basic or too robust and it's like you have to be clicking in all these places to see what you want to see like the timelines and who's working on what and tasks and files so this is really cool i'm looking at a page right now that we have for one of our clients podcasts and it's got the name of the client and that name of the client actually is linked to their client profile page in same page. So if I want to go to that page and see, hey, who's the main contact? What's their phone number? What's their address? What kind of contract do we have? All of that stuff is linked right there. We have the logins linked under resources on the same page. We have a Google Doc linked Everything that we could possibly need, the process of how to do things, which we already had in Google Docs, is just linked right into the same page. So it's sort of like an aggregator of information, but it's also a way, so I've got the publishing schedule here, which is all calendared out. I've got the tasks and and the really cool thing. So one thing that we've always loved is recurring tasks. Like Basecamp is really good at that. Um, There's some other tools that are also good at that. But so same page doesn't quite have that yet, but what you can do, and this is what we've done, and it's actually been better for us, is create a template of tasks. So like every podcast, we submit the titles for approval. We submit the blog posts for approval. We submit the audio files for approval, and then we schedule. You know, there's this whole series of tasks that have to get done every single week. And now we've got that as a template that we can recreate not only for this one client, but for all of our podcasting clients. And they show up in here. I can then, once I get through with one task, I can then go through and assign the next task to the next person. And it really has made, one, my email inbox a lot more manageable because <laughs> it's not like, hey, Jess, can you do this? It's like, oh, I just opened my same page and there are these three tasks waiting for me and here I go, I'm going to go do them. But it's also just, yeah, it's just streamlined our entire process and it's made it easier for me as the owner and the manager to check in on things, which, you know, I try not to get too crazy about micromanagement. And I know we've talked about this <laughs> a number of times because you and I both have a tendency to micromanage, um, but it lets me see what's going on without having to like bother people with emails or chats or phone calls. So samepage.io is where you can go check it out. We have the paid version, but there's actually a lot you can do on the free version. Um, And they have, you know, the cloud integration, like I said, with Google Drive, Dropbox, things like that. They also have a Zapier integration. They have a chat functionality. They're always putting in new stuff. And that's also the beauty of having a tool that's relatively new. We have this contact over there where we're like, anytime we want something, we just email him. <laughs> they don't nice. always do it right away, but it is nice. So I definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not going to lie. I'm going to actually be, uh, be sending this on to Gina, who's the managing editor in our company. We've been trying to find a project management tool for the exact same reasons you talked about. We live and die by Trello editorial calendars. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I know that you and I use different systems, but I personally love Trello calendars with the fire of a thousand suns. Um, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's a lot of love, a lot of love, um, but it is difficult, as you said, to be able to kind of look at one particular calendar or one particular client and like see everything that's going on. But all of the other project management apps are so overwhelming and robust and, I don't want to click seven times to be able to get a task done. Right. Like, I just want to be able to look at it and see. So I am definitely going to be checking this one out. Thank you so much for sharing it. You have no idea how excited I am. Anytime. Hopefully you all got some great takeaways on some different ways that you can send correspondences, emails, different messages to various editors and content managers to make sure that you set yourself kind of apart from the rest of the slush pile, doing things like taking time to research them personally, sending very personable emails, and sending super comprehensive outlines of what you would like to write for their site. Can't even explain to you how much an editor is going to appreciate these types of things when they get an email from you. Absolutely. And you can tell them we sent you. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) So next we're talking to, or I should say our bonus episode is with one of my best dear friends, Amy Schmidauer. She is the vlog boss, and you'll find out what that means on that episode. She's launching a new book. She has a lot of experience with new media, like video and audio, and she drops some serious knowledge bombs. So tune into that one, Amy Schmidauer, formerly known as Schmitastic. <laughs> I guess she's still known as Schmitastic on some channels, but... Love it. And you can find all the notes and resources for this episode on our site at themanagingeditorshow.com slash episode 13. And if you have any questions or ideas to contribute, as always, head over to themanagingeditorshow.com to leave a voice message, or you can send us an email at hi at themanagingeditorshow.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd also love to hear if you've tried any of these tips with pitching your post and let us know how it went. Absolutely. See you next time. Bye.